And then we get a few clips of the Industrial Revolution happening, and that's supposed to be like the beginning of putting poison into the air and poison into the water. And yeah, there's something to that, but it's not the well, fluoride there is, part. But it's not fluoride. It's not fluoride. <laughs> he says he says the most venomous pollutant of all coming out of those Industrial Revolution factories and going into the air was fluoride. It's like yeah, but fluorine gas not fluoride in the water. Yeah. That's kind of like mixing a chlorine gas with table salt. It's that much of a difference. <laughs> exactly. It's literally that. It's kind of like filling up the Hindenburg with water and being like, I don't understand why it's not flying. <laughs> Welcome back to God Awful Movies. Where each week we watch another terrible movie so you don't have to. I'm your host, Heath Enright, and sitting about 600 miles to my left is my good friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, Heath. Doing good. Um, having a little trouble hearing you there. What, what, what'd you say? Uh, yeah. Did you know our microphones contain a lethal amount of lead and <laughs> aluminum? I'll be podcasting from 22 feet away from now on. Okay. So, yeah. okay. And sitting about 4,000 miles to my left is my great friend, Michael Marshall. Marsh, welcome back. Uh, Heath, hey, Eli. Uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, real pleasure to be here. Uh, I want to tell you who I, how I am. Uh, if at any point I drop out of this call, it's because people around me keep fucking burning down our cell towers. <laughs> Another one got burned in Liverpool. Like two streets from where I live, they burned down the fucking towers thinking 5G uh, causes 5G. COVID. I'm gone crazy. I'm spending so much time on webcam over the last few weeks that I, I feel I should be stripping for tips. That's how far I've, how much time I've spent on webcam recently. <laughs> All right. Well, now you know about the 5G situation. Was, isn't there places that don't have 5G that have COVID? Is, there, is it that confusing to people? <laughs> I mean, yes, those, th those places do exist. They uh, absolutely do exist. But the key about those places is you don't know about them if you don't look to find out about them. So that, that <laughs> okay. really does have a, yeah, that, that a real significant drawback to, to those places. Or is it? <laughs> all right, let's get right into it. Tell us, Marsh, what are we going to be breaking down today? We watched The Great Culling, colon, Our Water. Uh, it's the first film in a three-part <laughs> series on how there's a big evil plan to depopulate the Earth by poisoning our water with fluoride, which is obviously ridiculous because the evil depopulation plan is actually to fuck a bat in a bio lab in China and then spread the resulting disease via 5G. <laughs> Read a fucking blog, sheeple. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> those are... Things people believe, yeah. I like the idea that, like, the evil conglomeration that runs the world got their wires crossed and the fucking 5G COVID people had to, like, write an apologetic email to the fluoride people being like, oh, we did not realize you had started your project. We are so sorry. We will work towards synergy in the future. Hey, boss, we got the uh, 5G thing. COVID? Wait, what? What did you say? <laughs> I pulled the trigger on the COVID, did you say? <laughs> it was an awkward moment for the Illuminati. All right, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love the people who tweet death threats at Dr. Fauci, but you hate the concept of amounts, you will love <laughs> this movie. This is splashing around in a kiddie pool screaming, I'm drowning. The documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything you guys would like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I've got to say best worst experts. 
because I've seen a lot of documentaries where they're like, look at this guy, he's got a PhD. Look at this lady, she's a, a professional scientist in this area. And this documentary isn't that. It's very much, we've no. met the one dentist in all of America who thinks flu ride is a scam. And then we turn to Mike Adams, the fucking health ranger. I, I, Mike Adams appeared on screen and I almost spat out the tea that I was drinking and how ridiculous it was that we were turning to Mike Adams. And then we turn to a lady who is just labelled activist. Just, just active. She's, she's non-passive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with best worst pop scares. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. For, well, first of all, they do way too many of these and they're way too long. Like most of the time, they're trying to make something sound extra evil in their little moment. And then they show us like 10 minutes of just water pouring from faucets. <laughs> you can't have a pop scare montage. That's not a thing. That's no. too long. A yeah. dentist giving a talk on fluoride suddenly <laughs> goes to black and white. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But the best one, I got to mention this one. The be- it comes right near the beginning, so we'll talk about it in a second. But Chris Maple, the guy who made this movie, is closing out a speech about how the Illuminati need to genocide a whole bunch of people for population control. And he's like, but how are they going to do it? Ear of corn pop scare. It's the (laughs) silliest thing ever. It's fantastic. See, I was going to go with best worst concept of how poisons work. I mean, look, we've watched some bullshit documentaries. Vaxxed, the one about how aliens are really demons. We've watched some dumb fucking shit. But I would argue that this is the least intellectually honest thing we've watched because so much of their argument depends on lying about amounts. <laughs> Just <Right>. amounts. <laughs> They're very confused. They accidentally show us so many things that they didn't want to show us. So many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the best. And there's, there's some fantastic maths we'll get to as well, where they give this big scary number. And if you do even just like scribbling maths of what that number actually means, you're like, oh, that's... That's actually really small and reasonable. It's just there's there's a lot of water around it. So yep. scale is a is an issue for them. Yeah, they, they do some homeopathic math and they're not aware of it. It's confusing to them. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll tell you all about the extremely inept Illuminati population control scheme that is the Great Culling, Our Water. From the lights department of Race to Witch Mountain, and crank too. Fluoride is poisonous. Infowars.com. Jews. And three dentists who think fillings will kill you. I'm technically no longer a dentist. I prefer tooth Sherpa. Comes a shocking new documentary that's hoping you don't click on anything you Google. Oh, I see now. Right, got it. Featuring a guy who put a hit out on Marsh. I will kill you, chemtrail demon. A lady. Yay, I'm in the movie. And lots and lots of ominous shots of water. Water, 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 water. This summer, the great culling, our water. You know, now that I think about it, they never actually get around to the culling part. Weird. It's the Jews. It's the Jews. Almost certainly the Jews, yep. Yeah, okay, yep, Jews. (laughs) and we're back and we're going to start this one off with a legal disclaimer which is appropriate (laughs) 
mostly so they can proclaim their nonsense movie a documentary of nonfiction. Again, just to be clear, like <laughs> cold open on like a Facebook fight. They're just like, it's a documentary, assholes. <laughs> this counts. This is nonfiction. Oh, yeah. it's great because there's a line in it that says, uh, basically saying the people in this film are in no way associated with this film, which is a great <laughs> right. for any any film at all. And it also says uh, that their views don't necessarily agree with the opinions of the narrator, which I thought was a really weird book pass for the film. Like, like oh, we didn't want this guy, but we, we just couldn't shut him up. He kept saying stuff over the top of the footage that we had. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> also, in this disclaimer, it says... This documentary and its title are solely based on the opinion of blah, blah, blah. And it's was with an apostrophe written out. <laughs> so I think we have a winner. Zero seconds into the movie. And they called it a documentary on word two. And they got it's versus it's wrong on word number four. It's amazing. <laughs> the fastest wrong we've ever had. And we've had fast wrongs. I mean, I will say that uh, I want a disclaimer like this, where it says, you know, the person in this is nowhere associated with it. I want that disclaimer to run before I do any more ad reads for Eli. I want that on record <laughs> before Eli makes me advertise, I think. It's a good thing for the writer. Michael Marshall, I will have you know, you expired our Adam and Eve code. People who try, <laughs> literally, people who try our Adam and Eve code, it's like, this code is no longer, they had to re-up it. <laughs> All right, I guess another... Thousand of you freaks need some more granny porn. <laughs> Thanks, Michael Marshall. <laughs> AdamandEve.com slash gam skeptic of the year. Michael Marshall loves this product. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I got yeah. so many new domain names to buy. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, uh, regarding this disclaimer, it was on screen for literally 30 seconds. I actually looked. 30 <laughs> seconds to read two sentences, two like shortish sentences. We can fucking read so slow. Yeah, they might as well have sounded it out for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. And then immediately they went apocryphal Godwin, 40 seconds in, also possibly a record. Oh, God. The, the fact that they they miss... It was meant to be kind of that quote that gets attributed to the Nazis of if you, uh, a lie, if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes a truth. Yeah. And they say that if you repeat a lie loud enough and for long enough, it becomes a truth. And I, I actually think volume starts to detract from your believability past a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> like, you're just yelling for people and yelling until people just stop talking to you. It doesn't mean that they bought what you're saying. They just don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> the rest of the movie is just 90 minutes of some guy screaming, fluoride is poison! Like, that would have been pretty funny if they leaned, leaned into that. Also, I mean... To double down on the irony, every movie we've ever seen that has used this quote has spent the next 90-something minutes repeating lies as loudly as they can in the hopes that people will believe mm -hmm. them. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that includes this movie. It's not that far off from a guy screaming Florida's poison <laughs> for 90 minutes. It yeah. is. It's yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I also <laughs> love it. It brings up the, the production logo, and it says, a framing the world production. And I went, yeah, like frame as in to frame someone for something they didn't do. Yes, you are framing <laughs> the world with this film. <laughs> right. And then we get a quick little like evil shot of a dentist, a standard dentist who believes in science, <laughs> just explaining <laughs> that fluoridated water is a great invention for teeth. That's true, right? 
<laughs> yeah, it's just yes. a technical film that this poor schmuck, you know, got put out by like the dentists of America and he's pointing <laughs> to fucking Listerine, right? He didn't even like get a new tie for his PSA, but they're shooting <laughs> right. him in fucking sepia tone like he's going to pop yep. up behind you if you say fluoride <laughs> three times. <laughs> yep. This was the first of the nonsense pop scares. Yeah. It's a dentist pop scare. It's uh, <laughs> not as impactful as they were hoping, I'm sure. So now the science documentary cuts to a small town in Georgia. Uh, not great. And they introduce the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, which, um, yeah. Yeah. They proudly describe these as American Stonehenge made in the 1970s, proudly, like yeah. back in the 70s, before we had mechanical advantage. It's a weird mention. <laughs> it is also the 19s. It says uh, they were erected sometime in the late 1970s, which is a very weird period of history to be vague about. But you can yeah. figure out like, right. oh, yeah, it was way, way back at some point in the late 1970s. I looked it up. According to Wikipedia, it was March 22nd, 1980. So they swung and missed <laughs> even, even on that. Just name it correctly. Why would they? <laughs> If Wiki's right, there was sort of missed on that. Oh, and the Georgia Guidestones, by the way, are a fantastic conspiracy theory bookmarker because they like, yeah, they have a very clear, very obvious history that is very easy to find. But if you describe them vaguely, they sound spooky, right? What they actually are is like a crazy pastor at a church in Georgia was like, we're all going to get nuked any minute. What do you guys think we should tell future generations when they crawl out of the fucking mud holes they survived the apocalypse in? And a bunch of guys in Georgia were like, don't fuck too much. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Carve it right. in. Right. It's supposed to be like ancient wisdom about the age of reason and what, what we're going to do. Again, it's in Georgia. I just want to repeat that. That's, that's not where ancient wisdom would be ever. But it, the rule number one, commandment number one on the Georgia Guidestones is what they point out here. And it says, we must keep the world population under 500 million. <laughs> so <laughs> commandment number one, Genocide, 7 billion people. <laughs> what? And it's great because the voiceover says, I have a question. How do they propose to eliminate 90% of the population? And I wrote, yeah, I have a more pertinent question. Who do you mean by they? Because they weren't planning <laughs> to do this. This was kind of a eugenics wish list that some crank put up in Georgia. It wasn't like the, uh, the, the to-do list of the world leaders who just happened to leave it there on a mountain on a hill somewhere. <laughs> It's just some nutter, basically. Like he, he isn't planning to kill 90% of the population. He's just wrote his eugenics wish list. Yeah. <laughs> Kofi Annan's just dragging it on the ground behind him. And he's like, you know what? I'm never going to get this to New York. Let's just leave it here. We'll leave it here. <laughs> this is close enough. Yeah. But th that's where he hangs on his question. And he's like, so how did they plan on genociding 7 billion people? Ear of corn pop scare. It's the best. Yeah. He also says as well, uh, you know, it's the oldest trick in the book. Hide it right under your nose. And, and I wrote, yeah, and then make it look like they got your nose. And I think that's the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? The uh, I got your nose thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now they fire up the, the movie proper and we cut to Chris Maple. Ugh, he's so obnoxious. He's being a... A man on the street. He's doing it. He's being a street preacher, except for fluoride instead of the Bible. And it's the worst. <laughs> Everybody hates him. 
And this is one of those things that's great because like we've watched enough Ray Comfort movies to see that great moment where the stone teenager realizes that Ray's a crazy person and tries to exit the conversation as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's where everyone who's interviewed in this movie starts. They're just like, oh, <laughs> gotta catch a cab, opens an invisible door. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Mabel. You mostly make movies for Steven Anderson now. <laughs> Wait, he, this guy works with Steven Anderson? Yes, he does. The hate pastor mm-hmm. who is banned from like 190 out of 196 UN recognized countries at this point? <laughs> the IMDb page for this movie is a who's who of our products. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Also, by the way, people who stop and talk to street preachers are fucking insane. That's a, <laughs> that, like that's not a useful group for anything, but that's we're going to get a bunch of that throughout this movie. And, and the one thing that stood out to me from, from most of these people is almost every single one of them, even the ones who are like, oh, I didn't know fluoride was evil. Oh, I've not heard of that before. Every one of them is like, well, yeah, I drink tap water. I mean, obviously I filter it first. And I thought, yeah, that's because parts of America are essentially a failed state at this point that you can't get clean drinking water out of your taps right now. Yeah, we, we get a bunch of him asking about people and their, their tap water habits. I want to mention one guy. He, he, he says, I only drink tap water for emergencies, you know, like swallowing a pill. So what is happening in his life that he has pill swallowing emergencies and he doesn't have time to use his fancy bottled water? What? Oh, he even says uh, it's emergencies, but uh, I, I drink for emergencies, not for recreation. Yeah, I use bottled water for, for rec- when I really want to kick back and enjoy myself. I reach for a bottle, <laughs> tap, uh, a bottle of water. You know what? How about we get crazy this evening? <laughs> Honey, open the Aquafina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I love about this guy is that they obviously found a crazy guy who they had to cut away from because he gave away their whole spiel in the interview. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because he's like, I won't drink tap water because, and then it cuts away to like, anyway, so what were we saying? Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> we also get one guy who says, I boil my water and store it in jars. <laughs> yep. That's okay. Okay. Also, what's happening? He's just got jars full of tap water that he's distilled himself and then saved. But that doesn't remove fl- fluoride. You're still boiling water. You're still going to have some fluoride in your water. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're crazy. But he, he stores this pre-boiled water in jars and presumably he labels those jars so he can tell them apart from the jars of piss and the jars of shit that he keeps <laughs> on the same shelf <laughs> equally labeled. It was a bad idea to do chocolate pudding slash shit shelf together. I accept that now. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) and uh one other person during the man on the street segment i want to talk about lady holding a gigantic fucking baby the hugest baby second hugest baby but yes okay fair (laughs) (laughs) she she says yeah okay uh it's interesting stuff you're telling me about the fluoride our dentist said fluoride is is good in toothpaste and cut, and they cut away. <laughs> it does. They also mentioned the Fluoride Action Network during this little uh, scene, which I Googled. It's a crazy person club, but it's a crazy person club based in my hometown of Binghamton, New York. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That nice. tracks all the way. 
they're going to interview the president of the club, and I know exactly what part of the Oakdale Mall they interviewed him in. Like, I could be like, all right, Spencer's Gifts, and there's the Froyo place, and there's where they interviewed the crazy guy about fluoride. <laughs> oh, we also get one other great cutaway. One of the ladies like, so um, my dad is actually a dentist and cut. Please, yeah, yeah. please don't mention dentists. No, she's going to say stuff that's real. Cut. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, I had that as well. My dad is a dentist. So uh, I know that you'll need to cut away to some stock images while I'm talking because <laughs> you're doing it right now, aren't you? The viewers right now, they're seeing black and white images of kids at the dentist, aren't they? Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> so from there, we cut over to watch Chris Maple doing some of his research, which, <laughs> which was... Apparently, mostly on microfiche. What I love is that he skips from science to scary, like eugenics footage, unrelated, by the way. It'll <laughs> just be like, oh, yeah, here's yeah. the old white guy who started figuring out fluoridization, uh -huh, and uh -huh. here's a shot from the death camps and and Zyklon B. Okay, I thought I that that happened, right? They they tried to sneak a clip of Zyklon B like I wasn't going to notice. That happened, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. He says there's lots to explore regarding the history of fluoride and it's an image of Zyklon B. And I think obviously Zyklon B wasn't fluoride, it was hydrogen cyanide, <laughs> but they've both got the eyed bit in common, so they must be pretty mm. similar. It's the same yeah. kind of chemical, I think. That's a, rhyming is how a lot of chemistry works. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> There's also a bit where he talks about the whole history of fluoride, and he says, we're going to be as concise as possible for the sake of time. And it's like, yeah, but it's also so you can skip all the bits that don't agree with you. It's like, yeah, we're going to be concise <laughs> for time, and if we don't go into all of the evidence that says it's good, that was just a time thing. It got cut. Does, do you know how long films can be? They can't be too long. Yeah, we have to cut it. <laughs> right. Sorry, we're, we're going to do at least four interviews with a lady activist later, so we're going to have to cut the <laughs> history of fluoridization of water, you know. <laughs> And then we get a few clips of the Industrial Revolution happening, and that's supposed to be like the beginning of putting poison into the air and poison into the water. And yeah, there's something to that, but it's not the well, fluoride there is, part. But it's not fluoride. It's not fluoride. <laughs> he, says, he says the most venomous pollutant of all coming out of those Industrial Revolution factories and going into the air was fluoride. It's like, yeah, but fluorine gas not fluoride in the water. Yeah. That's kind of like mixing up chlorine gas with table salt. It's that much of a difference. <laughs> exactly. It's literally that. It's kind of like filling up the Hindenburg with water and being like, I don't understand why it's not flying. <laughs> <laughs> I put in twice the hydrogen. Oh, and there's a great bit when he's talking about history as well. He says that <laughs> the experiments, he said, uh, talking about where, where it all kind of started in 1945 in America. It says the experiments were putting chemicals into the water started in Michigan in 1945 in a tradition that continues in parts of Michigan to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and while that's happening, he's talking about Michigan. He's walking in a Michigan aqueduct and his two dogs are drinking the water out of this disgusting, <laughs> filthy trickle of a creek running through this aqueduct in very possibly Flint, Michigan, which is very upsetting. Yeah. All right. So we cut away from Michigan. And now we're going to watch Chris Maple meet with our first big so-called expert. Mm -hmm. His name is Mike Adams. He's a very serious scientist who, <laughs> who calls himself... The Health Ranger. Uh, <laughs> you guys uh, you guys know anything about the Health Ranger and 
Any chance any of you guys like almost punched him in a dick during Cornwall? Or... <laughs> yeah, I was amazed he talked to Mike Adams. It was uh, I came on camera. I I felt it was Chris. Mike fucking out of the health ranger, so called because he ranges health. You know, he's not going to getting you to health, but he can tell you how far away from health you are. He can sort of guess the range there. Mike Adams, who has publicly defended Scientology, who wrote in one of his blog posts at one point, uh, it is the moral right and even the obligation of human beings everywhere to actively plan and carry out the killing of those engaged in heinous crimes against humanity, by which he meant GMOs. And he even put up a website which listed free, uh, like pro GMO scientists, including Steve Novella and my, and my mate Mike uh, Mark Linus was on there. Really? So yeah, that's that's Mike Adams. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to see a hit list that includes Stephen Novella, go ahead and check out fucking Mike. And by the way, he is the head of Natural News. Mm. And oh my god, the Wikipedia page for Natural News is fucking brutal. It's as close to fuck this fucking fuck as you will ever read on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know who edited that page or wrote it, but it is rough. They are not fans. Great. They're gonna, and they're going to use the Health Ranger a lot throughout this <laughs> movie. He's ridiculous. Right here, he says that fluoride can be radioactive. And like, a fluoride is anything combined with fluor, any compound with fluorine for the most part, right? So, yeah, a fluoride can be radioactive if you combine it with something radioactive. But, like, yeah, yeah. pretty sure we're not putting plutonium fluoride in the public water supply, right? He thinks we are. Yeah, and, and if we were, it, the fluoride bit wouldn't be the problem. It's not that fluoride would be bad no. there. It would be the other bit that we'd be really concerned about, yeah. More about the plutonium at that point. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk to another expert in this section. We're going to talk to Dr. Doris Rapp. Ah, uh, yes, the world's oldest Betty White drag act. <laughs> <laughs> and author of the book, Handwriting Can Reveal Allergies, the cover of which I what? hyperlinked it in the notes. I don't know if you gentlemen checked it out. I did. The cover of which made me laugh so hard, Anna came upstairs because she thought I was dying. Heath, have you cl have you clicked the link in the notes to see this cover? Because if not, do it live on air because it is. I want to hear your reaction to this. It, it, when you when I saw it in your notes, Eli, I went away and googled it as well, and it's it's a work of art. It's brilliant. I am checking it right now. Oh my god! What? <laughs> so uh, you can Google this at home, but Who it is, is handwriting Who is can reveal this six year old who can't write their name. It is uh, it is two comparisons of writing the word Robert. The left side is just the word Robert over and over again. The right side is Robert, Robert. <laughs> Robert, sorry, sorry. Yeah. And underneath, this boy could not learn in a moldy school. It's the mold that's done it. The mold has made him forget how to have basic motor neuron skills. Oh, wow. At some point, she must have had other ideas for front covers and thought, no, no, it's this one. It's this one, actually. This is the one I, I prefer. <laughs> also, one other question about Doris Rapp. Uh, was she making a homemade bomb on her coffee table that they got yeah. in the documentary? I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. There's a bunch of weird stuff on the table. Maybe just clean it up before they shoot a movie in your house. I don't know. 
It was it was a fascinating room. You know those uh, pictures that have been circulating social media while we've all been in lockdown, where it's like there are sixty references to films in this picture of someone's garage. Can you spot them all? Her room was like that. I was trying to pause it and understand what each different little item in that room could be because it was just a big old mess Craziness. of stuff. There yeah. are sixty references to mental illness in this woman's <laughs> house. Yep. And in case we want to know just how expert Doris Rapp is, uh, she's a board-certified environmental medical specialist and pediatric allergist and a homeopath. So that's from her own uh... website there. So, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's you can add and a homeopath to the end of any string of qualifications and it will immediately undo those qualifications. It's such a wonderful uh, hey, suffix in that I'm in a that homeopathic regard. podcaster. You don't know. <laughs> Jesus. And they close this part out with, a little discussion of how San Diego is one of the few places, at least in the U.S., that's fighting back this whole time against fluoride. Like they, they were one of the last cities to get it, and they, they had a big fight, a whole, whole thing about it. I don't know. I think this was just setting it up so that he could be in San Diego at the end in front of City Hall and be like, we're back at, nailed it, rap, full yeah, circle, yeah. something San Diego. Well, well, I think but. the whole sort of style in terms of visuals and narration, the whole style of this is basically kind of like loose change, but for water. I think this film is loose drains, basically, is what <laughs> this whole thing is. <laughs> so San Diego is like Zion from the Matrix. That's established. <laughs> now we're going to hear from David Kennedy, who is, <laughs> I would say, the protagonist of this quote, movie, right? So yes. he was in this film so much that midway through, I started to think, hang on, is that is actually just two different old white guys and they look similar? Because we're seeing him so often and in so many different locations and outfits that yeah. I don't know if it's always the same guy. Yeah. This movie doubles as David Kennedy's lookbook for his modeling portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an anti-fluoride dentist. And I'm pretty sure... He thinks he's Doctor Who. Like that, that feels like what he's doing there. And when they introduce him, they introduce him as the former president of the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, which is a made-up thing that he created and then quit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not, that's not like a real... Because sometimes, you know, in these crazy documentaries, you get a guy who, like, used to be part of real stuff. He was never part of real stuff. He made up a fake crazy thing and then is no longer the president of the crazy fake thing he made up. <laughs> that's excellent. He had to pass the torch. And he does talk about how he's got all this dental expertise. And he says, you know, I graduated uh, a mere 50 years ago. So, you know, I'm fully on top of the latest clinical practice. I'm right across that evidence with my mere <laughs> half century since I learned anything. The 1967 cutting edge of dentistry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when your practice had a different door for people for different races. Anyways, listen to me about fluoride. <laughs> And this is also where we get David's pronunciation of hydrofluoric acid or whatever. And look, I'm not, not saying the word. No. I, I'm not saying I can say that word. I'm just saying for his job, he should be better at saying that word. Hydrofluoric acid. He has to. Say, it's so mean. They make him try to say this like 30 times in this movie. It's never the same. He gets it differently wrong every single time. And the thing is, he sounds like my granddad trying to pronounce stuff when his like false teeth are starting to fall out. I thought, does this dentist have false teeth? Is this why he's so bitter about the fluoride protecting other people's teeth? And they had to have all of his uh, his taken out. Also, pretty serious question. Does he attribute the Arab Spring 
to Libya and Egypt not wanting fluoride in their water? At the very least, I'm pretty sure he's comparing the, like, anti-fluoride revolt to an Arab spring. Like, the theoretical, he wants that to be his Arab spring for fluoride, right? He says says Arab Spring. Yeah, but I think that's because when you say Arab Spring, I think he's picturing an actual spring, like a stream. I think that's what he thinks happened there. (laughs) That's what they're all drinking out of now. And then to conclude this, his final point is just like, and you know, all of our fluoride comes from China. (laughs) And then there's this amazing pause where everyone making this movie realizes that not everyone is racist against Chinese people. So he's like, (laughs) and just... That's bad because you'd still want more fluoride 30 minutes later. Cut, cut. (laughs) Yeah, the last time I heard an American talk that much shit about China, he was defending his presidential actions during this pandemic yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's a lovely bit as well where uh, David says, uh, so are we going to put stuff in the water that harms children? And there's a pause where Chris tries to figure out if that's a genuine question. Like, no, unless unless you're down for it. No, I, I was kidding as well. You're not down for it. No, I, I was only kidding as well. I didn't, well. I didn't really want to do you that. You started to... Oh, no, no, you, you, you keep saying what you were saying. I didn't, I didn't cut. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to meet Dr. Charlie Getchell, PhD. And they're very excited about that. Like, they might as well have a little song about the PhD with cartoon characters. Like, yeah, we found one. Is this guy a real scientist? It seems like he is based on that title. But Yeah, so I looked him up. He does have a PhD in organic chemistry. Uh, he got it in 1962 from the University of Michigan. Okay. But now he styles himself as, if you look up his his uh, Facebook page, is Dr. Charlie Greichel, PhD, the health and wellness coach and nutritional consultant. So he's somewhat okay. moved on from his days of organic chemistry in the lab kind of thing. Right, so they're talking about the place that we're getting the fluoride for the public drinking water. So it used to be sodium fluoride and we used to get it from, I'm not sure where, but they're saying now we get it from the fertilizer industry. It's an industrial byproduct of like fertilizers. So it's, it's not sodium fluoride, it's monsantium fluoride. And then they try to say <laughs> the word hydrofluoric acid again. But the point is, Aluminum smelters sell their waste as fluoride and the fertilizer industry sells their waste as fluoride. And then we put that in the water. Yeah, but like this, this argument is literally poisoning the well in every sense of the word. (laughs) It doesn't matter where the fluoride comes from if it hasn't proven to be dangerous. That's correct. I imagine, you know, the chemistry is the same regardless of, of how we got it exactly. Yeah. Also, it's not like we just pipe in barrels of industrial waste and then directly pour a bit of that into the water supply. Like there's a, it goes through a process. (laughs) Yeah. And they show us, apparently we're getting a bunch of the, the fluoride from China now. And, and we see like a bucket of powder that won't dissolve in the water. And there's, that's supposed to be like this extra industrial poison, but okay. We didn't put that in the water. You're showing us that we didn't put that in the water. <laughs> Whatever. We're buying it from China now. It's, you know, it's Chinese flu all right. And um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what their point is here. Maybe the, the Chinese periodic table's different. You decide. I have no idea what they're trying to say here, but it's China and it's scary. 
but but this stuff in the bucket. So like this document does this several times and it's infuriating every time. Like if there is stuff in there in the bucket that isn't dissolving, it is genuinely bad because they put something in the fluoride that they're not meant to put in and they've sold something that's kind of dodgy because of kind of lax standards. That's a real issue, but it's not an issue with fluoridation. It's an issue with lax standards as they're applied to industry and you should have more regulations in place on industry to make sure they can't put shit in there and, and sell you it kind of because they just want to get a shot of it. Like there can be industrial misconduct and it doesn't mean the thing that the industry was meant to be doing is inherently bad. It just means the industry fucked up while doing it because they were cutting corners for profit. Yeah. Those things are right. not the same. Monsanto can do some bad things, but we shouldn't like cancel food from now on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like walking out of arsenic and old lace and being like, people got to stop drinking tea. That shit's fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time to meet another amazing character. We're going to meet Paul Conant, a retired chemistry professor. And he sounds more real than most of them, too. <laughs> he, he, retired, Paul he retired to my shitty hometown. <laughs> really? <laughs> retiring to Bingham. It's you, like retiring to, to Manchester. To New York? <laughs> yeah, he retired. He was like, uh, unless this guy has a carousel kink, there is no reason to retire <laughs> to Binghamton, New York. <laughs> carousel capital of the world. Get woke. The only thing I could get <laughs> from Paul Connor is that he dresses, and this is possibly a reference that doesn't mean anything in America, but he dresses exactly like 1990s Barry Humphreys when he was out of drag. So I don't know if you know Barry Humphreys, like an Australian comedian. He looks exactly like him in the 90s. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe it's a pseudonym, this new anti-fluoride <laughs> thing. And he is going to tell us one of the boldest lies in this, which is that everyone except for us has banned the use of fluoride. <laughs> Yeah. Which is just not true yeah. even a little. Well, even if it, if it was true, like, wouldn't we have useful stats then? Like, if, <laughs> if a bunch of the world has it banned and a bunch of the world is drinking it still, couldn't we look at stuff? It seems like they might examine those stats in the movie. Mm, spoiler, they don't. Uh, everything he said was so bad. And he started by saying, you know, not all countries drink fluoridated water. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of countries where you still have to walk five miles to the nearest well and they aren't fluoridating. No. <laughs> he goes, you know, lots of places in, in Europe, they don't fluoridate water. They fluoridate salt instead, or they put fluoride yeah. in the toothpaste. And he brings up all this evidence you know, he showed the, the film actually shows letters that he's got from different countries around Europe to prove they don't fluoridate water. And he doesn't, the filmmaker clearly doesn't realize we can pause and read those letters because the letter he shows from Belgium said <laughs> Belgium doesn't fluoridate water. No, but if you pause it, they say we don't put it in water because we advise people to buy fluoride toothpaste instead and get their fluoride that way. <laughs> Finland say we stop fluoridizing the water because people prefer to take fluoride pills every day but we, we found no harmful effects from the water fluoridation. There were just better ways of putting the fluoride that we need for our teeth. You know, Norway said people, it's up to them whether to use fluoride in tablets, toothpaste or mouthwash. Most people use toothpaste for it. And it was just this again and again and again. And doesn't he realize that we can read the letters if you show us the fucking letters? You can lie about <laughs> what they say. You can mislead about them. But if you're going to do that, don't show us the letters. You didn't have to put them up. So many times they do that. Yeah, they bet a lot on you won't pause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were confident that we need 30 seconds to read two sentences. So they were like, there's no way somebody could possibly read this page. Pausing doesn't exist. But like he even says, all of these countries told us fluoride is ineffective and toxic. And no, we, no, they didn't. You've just showed us all of the letters. I read them all. 
Oh, and this is where they add at the end here. They're like, yeah, so, you know, fluoride all over the world, banned in a lot of places. Speaking of which, why do we have all this autism now? <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. And what's great is they do the just asking questions Facebook technique in their own documentary. Look, you're making a bullshit dangerous documentary. Go all the way. Don't be like, so, autism, fluoride, you decide. Be like, hey, the fluoride's <laughs> causing all the autism. Also, might be that we, like, learned to diagnose autism. That could have led to a little bit of a spike in <laughs> autism diagnoses. I don't know. Just spitballing. I'm not a scientist. Neither are they. All right. Well, the organizing principle of this movie is a random mosaic of interview clips. So we're going to call that the end of Act One. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Uh, gentlemen, uh, welcome to the official evil meeting of evil plots. Dude, what is that accent? What is happening? It's, it's, it's a Georgia accent. Georgia? On what planet is what? that from Georgia? Fine, fine. Never mind, fine. Welcome to the official meeting of evil. Uh, first up, all business. Greg? Yeah, so last week we completed our plot to cull humanity across 17 points in line with the stars. Nice, excellent. And have you uh, got the notes on that? Oh, uh, mm. I actually took care of those oh. notes. Great. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how so? I had them carved into giant stone tablets, and I put them on a hill in Georgia. Uh, you, you what? Yeah, why would you carve our secret plan into giant stone tablets and then put them on a hill? Because uh, you guys told me to? No, no, we didn't. Did not tell you to do that. No, nope. uh, you did. I, look, look. Here's my notes from last week. Greg, quote: Are these set in stone? Marsh. Yes. Let's lock these in. Dude, what are you talking about? That's just an expression. It is. Yeah. It, yeah. it just means that they decided. We didn't want you to actually set them in stone. Oh well. Fuck. That one's on me then, isn't it? You yeah, think? It is. Okay. Okay, but then you said. Put these on a hill in Georgia under the stars. Is that an expression? Okay, that one's on us. That is, I see what I see what happened. Yeah, there. that 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 is on us. Yeah. Okay. The weird turn of phrase. <laughs> Lulu, Lou, doing happy Eli stuff. Happy Eli stuff is my favorite hey, stuff. Hey, Eli, it's got you so happy. Oh me? Why? I taped my balls up. You, you taped your balls up. I sure did. All thanks to forhims.com. Oh, what's forhims.com? It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Okay. Still not sure what that has to do with taping up your balls. Well, now that I have forhims.com, I know that thanks to science, baldness can be optional. So why not dropping balls? But Eli, it's helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. They offer prescription solutions backed by science. You just put, put a bunch of tape on your balls. That's, you see the, see the contrast? That very well may be, Heath, but just like 4hims.com, I was able to tape my balls all from home. 4hims.com connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. Just answer a few questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Wow, that is convenient. It sure is. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month for free. 
Go to forhims.com slash gam. That's forhims.com slash gam. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who determines if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. My balls are just covered in tape. They aren't actually any higher than before. I taped them before. Now I'm covered in tape and I'm afraid to remove it. Plus the hardware store wouldn't refund me for the duct tape. Remember, that's forhims.com slash gam. You, you tried to get a refund on the duct tape? I did, yes. From your balls? For my balls, yes. And we're back. When we left off, we learned that Europe doesn't fluoridate. And then we learned from Marsh that, yes, they fucking do. <laughs> Sensing a pattern developing. And now it's time for some more man on the street science. But really, just long enough for Chris Maple to, <laughs> to guess a woman's ethnicity wrong and then cut away. <laughs> and, and then we're back to. Paul Conant, the chemistry professor, he says Europe didn't want to force people to have fluoride. <laughs> and they don't force people to have it, but they do strongly advise it. And then they put it in the toothpaste and then they put it in all the adverts for the toothpaste about what a good thing <laughs> it is to have in the toothpaste. And everyone goes, oh, fluoride's pretty good. I'll buy some toothpaste with fluoride. And therefore we don't need to force it because people realize it's good for us and we take it. We have it. Great. And like you said, it's, it's in the salt and it's in the milk in like Eastern Europe in some places. There's fluoride around. It's going around. Yeah. Also, like, what he fails to mention and this documentary fails to mention is that like the old way of applying fluoride was they would fill a mouth guard with fluoride goop. And I know you remember this, Heath. Oh, yeah. And then clamp it on your fucking face until you vomited and be like, there you go. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking? That's a real thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, March in the United States, because of like weird regulations and shit, fluoride pills and fluoride food additives are really, really rare. And mostly because of crazy people like these. So yeah. when Heath and I were kids, they have stopped doing this now. They filled a mouthpiece with fluoride foam and you would just have to sit there at the dentist uh, two or three times a year with this what? mouthpiece full of fluoride yep. foam on your mouth. And they had flavors and all of them were oh. fucking horrible. They'd be like, oh, you want banana? <laughs> you want pineapple? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to have this done. It's gross. It's so unpleasant, but. Oh, oh my God, that's, that's literally barbaric. That's you. amazing. Teeth. I would sooner bathe my teeth in the cum of a homeless man who cares not for my looks, then I would put that pineapple-flavored okay. foam on my teeth again. Pictures or get the fuck out. <laughs> bring me some pineapple foam. Threaten oh, me with some pineapple foam. I will bring foam. you some pineapple cum. Yeah. I will. <laughs> if I had a nickel. All right. So Paul Conant explains Europe wants, wants to offer the choice to everybody, but nah, nope, no, they don't. Uh, you don't really have a choice, but that's good. And then we go back to the Health Ranger. <laughs> oh, and I just want to remind everyone that the Health Ranger was completely opposed, vehemently opposed to a vaccine for the swine flu because he didn't think that the flu was something you needed to get a vaccine for, not even something that was an epidemic flu needed a vaccine. And he was so opposed to it that he uh, actually recorded a rap song all about it. Now, I don't know if you guys saw Mike Adams' anti-swine flu vaccine rap, but it it is worth <laughs> checking out. It is, it is incredible. Spoiler alert, this movie will end with what I believe is another rap of his, oh, but yes. 
It's pretty extraordinary. And the <laughs> B-side interview that Marsh linked us to about his own rap, <laughs> mwah, truly, truly beautiful. Yeah, it's like a 10-minute SoundCloud clip of Mike Adams talking us through what he was thinking about when he wrote this particular track and what was going through his mind and what were the, the styles and influences behind this different kind of conspiracy theory, paranoid rant that he's managed to fit just vaguely to music. Oh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Right. So the health ranger explains some more dangers. He also points out that GMOs are another, you know, poison to kill 700 billion people. <laughs> Throws that in there real quick. And then we get a little more David Kennedy trying to say hydrofloxacin acid, which is really not that hard to say. But point being, if you if you look at hydrofloxacin acid, you fucking die. It's it's the bird box monster. <laughs> well, it's terrifying. And this is what's so their whole point here appears to be don't drink anything you can't put your hand in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's saying like, if you put your hand in it, it'll burn you. And if you have all this, it'll damage you. And so what he's missing is dosage. Like if I put a tiny <laughs> sprinkle of salt on my meal, it's tasty. If I tried to swallow an entire glass filled with salt, I'd be in a lot of trouble <laughs> because of dose. Even water is toxic if you have too much of it. Dose is, is the problem here, mate, not the actual chemical itself. Yeah, right. And you know, table salt, isn't a bomb, even though <laughs> sodium would explode in water by itself. Yeah, very confused by these things. And we're told that the Cargill Corporation is making millions of dollars by selling their industrial waste to put into the water supply. How much are they putting into the water supply, you ask? 250,000 tons. Right. right. I started thinking... Is that a lot? 250,000 tons? I mean, it is a lot, but it's 250,000 tons per year across all of America. And America's big and a year's a long time. So I actually did the maths on this, right? 250,000 tons is about 685 tons a day of fluoride. Mm. Uh, America uses 322 billion gallons of water. Oh, do we use a lot day. of water? Here yeah, in yeah. this large country, does that add up to a lot? Interesting. Yeah, okay. it's about 322 million gallons of water a day, which means the amount of fluoride is half a gram per cubic meter or four <laughs> ten thousandths of a gram per liter. <laughs> so as far as I can tell, I think very roughly speaking here, it's around about a gram of fluoride per half a ton of water. That's how much we're talking about here, this this deadly, deadly Come on, uh, man. evil thing. It's homeopathic fluoride. Get on board. <laughs> it basically is. <laughs> also, by the way, did did he say that this whole thing is just like Orwell and Kafka at one point? <laughs> well, I love that he went with Kafka. How is right? it? Because I get I get what he's trying to say with Orwell, but yeah, how how does Kafka tie into? You know this? how you brush your teeth and you use that new toothpaste and you wake up as a giant roach, but really it's a metaphor for your relationship to the state. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right? Bananas. That definitely got said and cut because they were like, that's too crazy for us. The Kafka thing. We're going to let you say Kafka. We're not going to let you explain it. Yeah. <laughs> the Heath and Noah to Eli story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one other person we meet as well at this point, and it's um, Mary E. Moore, who is just labeled activist. And that is her entire label, just just activist, non-pacifist. Non she is activist. And 
So I Googled her because I had not heard of her and I'd heard of you know, some of the other people. And the only thing I could really find of her was a 2012 video that she made entering a contest to become an InfoWars reporter. Oh so for Alex God. Jones' website, InfoWars. Um, but I watched that video through and she interviewed Chris Maple in that interview for InfoWars. And it's the interview we see in this film. So he's not interviewing her for this film. She's interviewing him for InfoWars. But what's even weirder, she introduces it as saying, so this is Chris. He's the producer of an upcoming film. Chris, come and tell us all about your film. So the interview of her in his film is actually an interview of her interviewing him about this film before this film was made, but after this film is being promoted. <laughs> and it just cycles around like fucking Inception or something. It's incredible. Oh, man. If Amazon Prime hadn't picked this up, it would have become like one of those stupidity Ouroboruses. <laughs> it would have yeah. been really... <laughs> yeah, so this is when, I guess, Chris Maple said, hey, uh, this is fun. Let's go talk some more. But let's go next to the ocean and talk some more. <laughs> so now, now we're next to the, the ocean for no reason. Side note, on the ocean, I looked this up. The ocean is naturally fluoridated at one part per million, which is the same <laughs> level as fluoridated water. <laughs> they also tell us about hyperthyroidism here. Apparently fluoride can cause hyperthyroidism. And they say everybody in America has hyperthyroidism. I, I don't think that's true. But now we meet with Dr. Laura Presley, who, who tells us all about hyperthyroidism. She's a physical chemist slash entrepreneur. That's her <laughs> title here. I found nothing out about her online. I couldn't see a single thing about her. So I, I don't know anything about what her entrepreneurial creds are. <laughs> um, maybe it has to do with <laughs> on her, her water. Table, her water. Yes, yeah, it's yes. amazing. So they're in her house. Clearly, they're sitting at, at her couch. She, she's got her coffee table full of all different sizes of bottled water. And the the name of that water was Pure Rain. So maybe yep. that's her entrepreneurial thing. She collects rainwater and sells bottled water. <laughs> so rain. Marsh, this is where your research failed you because I looked up Pure Rain. And this is rainwater that this lady collects and bottles herself and will send you oh, for really an insane amount of money. I really recommend looking up Pure Rain because they have the Space Jam website and it is <laughs> the person I would least like to bottle water for me. And I live in New Jersey. Amazing. <laughs> I think she should also look up the water cycle and how oh, that yeah, works. Exactly. <laughs> you know where water comes from that rains? The earth. Where you're from saying no all the water's fluoridated, <laughs> including the ocean yeah. also, by the way. And they say you can't boil fluoride out of it. So presumably that means it evaporates with the water and just goes into those clouds that are dropping your uh, your pure rain down. Amazing. Yeah, they actually do a big section at the end. We'll get to it where they test all different waters and all different beverages for fluoride. They never test pure rain, do they? No. <laughs> no. Pretty sure there's going to be a little fluoride it. in the rain sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Dr. Laura Presley explains that for hyperthyroidism, the point is that the thyroid wants iodine. But according to her, <laughs> the thyroid is, is happy to take anything from that column of the periodic table as a substitute. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. 
That is not how that works. That is not. It's, it's not like when you do an online grocery shop and they're out of cheddar, so they just find you anything from the fridge to replace it with. You get cheddar, but, you know, we did get this pound of butter. Will that do? It's not like that. I got you a gallon of half and half. That's not. No, no. <laughs> what? And OK, just to be clear, though, if that was true, if everything from the same column of the periodic table could be a sub like Breathe polonium. This movie is, is something they're saying. Idiots. Come on, you pussy. You can do it. <laughs> One other point they make here, though, is that fluoridated countries have arthritis. They do. I feel like other countries have it, too. Right? <laughs> yep. Fluoride causes arthritis, except when something else causes arthritis, in which case it was the something else. Okay, got it. Have you ever met a French guy with arthritis? No, because you're not in France. I rest my case. Yeah. Also, by the way, this is one of my favorite parts. David Kennedy, Doctor Who, DDS, he, he starts talking about arthritis and he just completely makes up some bullshit sciencey sounding thing and they leave it in. He goes, yeah, it's real simple. Arth, joint, arthritis, pain, arthritis, joint pain. Nope. No. <laughs> First of all, thritis is not a Latin Greek suffix. Itis <laughs> is, and it means inflammation. Not It's fine. It's fine. And they keep the whole thing. But hey, credit where credit's due. That's a strong fucking bluff. To just be <laughs> like, uh, comes from the Latin amigos. Therefore, the three amigos <laughs> is about friendship. Right? Like, again, a lot of this movie just really rolls those dice on you not Googling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from there, now we cut to some footage of bad teeth in China. And we're going to talk about dental fluorosis because the, the theory is China at some point, and I think this is true, they put way too much fluoride in their fluoridated water. Now they don't do it at all. But yes, there is an amount of fluoride that's too much and it causes dental fluorosis. That part is true, but nothing else they say about it is true, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yep. and it's, it's, you get it in your, if you have too much fluoride in your first eight years of life. Right. After that, you don't develop fluorosis. So it is only in those first eight years. So they're saying, oh, we, we're all constantly exposed to so much that we'll get fluorosis, not unless we're under eight. Okay. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that they they keep intercutting like obvious photos of dental fluorosis conditions that happened in China with like stock footage of white school children so that they can <laughs> avoid the fact that they are very clearly filming Chinese people and then non-Chinese Americans. Like they're like, see, child fluorosis, fluorosis, child, right. child fluorosis. <laughs> right. And we get David Kennedy again for a second. And he's, <laughs> this is so weird. He starts telling a story about how a little girl came to him. You know, he's a dentist. She thought, I'm ugly from dental fluorosis. And he goes, and you know what? I agree with her. She's ugly. <laughs> End of quote. What the yeah. fuck? She thinks it looks bad when she smiles. And I think everyone agrees with that. Oh, absolute <laughs> slam. <laughs> of a little eight-year-old girl. Oh, and now it's time for them to bring up nursery water. Water, water, water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently a little girl's mom, I think in Florida, sued Nestle Company and Gerber Company for making baby water that has fluoride in it. 
She thinks that killed her child. So was that an actual thing? Baby water was an actual thing? Yes. So what's amazing about this is that everybody's like, what's the point of baby water? I'll tell you what. It's to, it's to sneak fluoride into your baby. Nope. It's to scare new parents. Yeah. But because the companies that make baby water can't be like, oh, this is a marketing scam. They can't just be like, no, it's not the fluoride. And then the anti-fluoride people are like, don't you see? They're trying to get the fluoride to the babies now. <laughs> so yeah, this, again, this is just another evidence that should be in the capitalism is bad. <laughs> film. Yeah. He's, uh, he could have recut all of his footage and made a fairly decent critique of capitalism out of it, I think. Yeah, just a he really over. could. We are sneaking capitalism into the public water supply. I'll believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, by the way, just a quick thing for optics, guys. You keep showing David Kennedy giving science lectures at churches. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a single one of their science lectures from these idiots is ever at like a normal conference room or anything science-y. Every single time a bunch of people in pews, they're at a church. This time they're at the Church of God in Christ. You can see yeah. it on the yeah. seal on the podium. It's always like it's in a church or a community center or an AA meeting. There's always somewhere that he's <laughs> that doing that. My name is David Kennedy and I have <laughs> dental fluorosis. Hi, David Kennedy. <laughs> God. All right. So from there, we cut to a statement from Tim Durham, DDS, in black and white. He's another evil, evil 99% of dentists who agree with fluoridation. <laughs> and he, they're trying to make Kermit the Frog seem ominous. It's fucking amazing. He's just <laughs> like, well, you'll notice that there's fluoride in a lot of products. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why. Is there a serial killer coming up behind me? Because I'm just pointing to floss. Yeah. So if someone... He actually says fluoride is safe and effective. And then they, they fuck with the audio and it's like... Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Rah, rah, rah. It's but so that's how you know. That's how you know for sure he's wrong when you don't get to hear any more than the sentence he was saying. You're going to hear how that sentence ends or anything further. That's how we know he's evil. <laughs> he also has, <laughs> he has several bottles of evil Listerine on the table behind him, which they're clearly mm -hmm. trying to like pop scare us with too. <laughs> and uh, we also get the story that a kid at some point apparently like ate a whole box of fluoride when the dentist walked away and the kid died. And like, yeah, you can, you can have too much. You eat a whole shitload of toothpaste. It's probably bad for you. I don't know. Yeah. Is this where they get into the toothpaste poisoning? Yeah. Okay. They, this is where they're like 10,000 calls a year for children who are fluoride poisoned. No, it's so much scarier than these assholes make it seem. 10,000 people a year pay so little attention that their kid eats a fucking half a tube of toothpaste <laughs> and then walks into the living room going, the minty makes my tum-tum hurt, which is so much scarier than the Illuminati poisoning our water because it's real. <laughs> but it's also like he, the numbers he brings out are amazing. He says it's 10,000 calls. And you know that for every one call, one person who calls, there's five who didn't. And then let's double that right. because there's two different lines or something. So let's, that's mm. 100,000 children made ill by toothpaste. So yeah, that's fine. If you get to just do like make your numbers up, it's like similarly <laughs> saying 
well, there's 10,000 people who reported a UFO, and therefore we can assume that there are 50,000 people in total who saw it. And let's double it for the sake of it. That means there are 100,000 aliens visit us every single year. (laughs) (laughs) They do not do well with any sort of numbery stuff. No. Very confusing. Oh, and he talks them. about the, the warning on the back of the toothpaste as well. Okay. Where it says, keep out of reach of children. And it okay. says, uh, you know, th- that's the kind of warning you'd get on a gun. Yeah. Do, do guns in America have that written on them? No. That would be the most gun control this country's done since 2005. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm way just, too progressive for us. That would be a Second Amendment violation. But yeah, I don't, I don't think we have that. I don't think we have that. No. Yeah. So at this point, you're all probably wondering... How this all relates to racial genocide. Don't worry. <laughs> they're going to tell us, but I, <laughs> I have no clue what they're trying to say. Anyone have any idea what the point of this was? Well, there's, there's two points he makes. And the first one is, he says, fluoride hurts babies and it also hurts black and Hispanic Americans. From which, from this movie, we can, we can very clearly do the logic that therefore black and Hispanic Americans must be babies. There's no other explanation for it. That's a straight logic. <laughs> yeah. Did, did he at one point say fluoride causes black people to be more violent? Is that yep. actually something that was said yeah. in this fucking movie? It gives them higher rates of being, quote, mentally challenged and violent criminals. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know David Kennedy was checking fucking watermelons for extra fluoride because he's a racist <laughs> yeah. lunatic. Yeah, and here's the best part. He realizes how racist what he just said is, and he goes, from the Cheerios, because Cheerios has fluoride in it. <laughs> what? It's fantastic. How many How many parts per million? In, how many Cheerio boxes of Cheerios would you have? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Pour into the water supply. Yeah. All right. Well... Eugenics component, check. It's officially a pseudoscience documentary. Good. So we're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll be back for the watery conclusion of The Great Culling, Our Water. Excuse me, sir. You have a second? Oh, wow. You right there? Paul Wittenberger from the Electronics Department of Race to Witch Mountain. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That's me. So can I ask you a question about your water? Here in Flint, Michigan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Great. So are you aware that the government is putting poison in your water? Yeah, yeah, I am. Thanks to those old pipes and poor filtration, our community has seen higher rates of cancer, developmental disorders, asthma. There's all kinds of bad consequences. Yes, exactly. And I mean, a ton of this was brushed under the rug by local politicians. I mean, it was really criminally dangerous. Totally. Yeah. Dangerous. Criminally. So. What do you think we should do? I mean, you know, fix what we can. There's a class action lawsuit right now, but a lot of the damage is already done. Absolutely. Got to start by getting the fluoride out of the water, right? No, I was talking about the the lead poisoning. Wait, what Um, what are you talking about? uh, Fluoride. The stuff? Fluoride. Stuff that makes your teeth stronger that they put in... Super tiny, tiny, tiny amounts in your water? Yes. So just to be clear, you, the electronics guy from Witch Mountain, That's came me. to a place where people were legitimately poisoned by public water supply in hopes of pitching against fluoride. Fluoride. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I see it now. Um, can I, can I still use this footage in my documentary, though? 
I mean, no, no. I'm gonna, anyway, I'm already, I'm, it's, it's in, it's in. Yeah, you are. And we're back. When we left off, Chris Maple had just explained how fluoride explains the bell curve by Charles fucking Murray. <laughs> and now it's time to speak with a real expert, Mary E. Moore, the activist. And that, uh, that rhymes with scientists. They're, they're in the same column on the periodic rhyming table. So she's an expert. Oh, and this is where she's going to cite Infowars. So apparently that job interview went pretty well, or she was still sucking up for it. It's not sure where she says that the, uh, EPA says that the most amounts that you can have is four parts per million. Right. And they never end up showing us anything with more than four parts per million in their stupid fucking tests. It's fine. No, or, or anywhere near four parts per million. Not even close. Yeah, no. Absolutely. No. <laughs> and the sources she cites as well, all the, as she's talking, they show the kind of different sources. And the sources are InfoWars, Fox News, Natural oh. News, a kid I overheard in a playground one time. It's all <laughs> local authority sources. Yeah, that kid was Chris Maple dressed as a kid on the playground, just yelling at people. Uh, fluoride. We also get... um some more Godwin here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is the guy from my hometown again. And he goes, you know, I met a guy from the Netherlands once who told me fluoride is a lot like Hitler. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) One time I need one of these movies to show a Hitler speech and then be like, yeah, um, my argument has nothing to do with the Holocaust. We just wanted to show you that. Like never, but they're (laughs) always in there. They never make sense. It's ridiculous. The, the point they're trying to make, though, is we all have the right to informed consent and fluoride is being foisted upon us just like Nazism. Same. Oh, and the thing about this, it, it's so frustrating because you wouldn't have to force fluoride into the water to get into people if dickheads like you weren't going around saying it was killing people. Like people would actually choose right. to have fluoride toothpaste <laughs> if they recognize if, if they had informed consent. But what you're doing is misinformed consent. You're giving people <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but his metaphor is so wonderful. He's like, if your doctor tries to force you to drink a glass of water, he can't do that. And I wrote in my notes, okay, so I do get to sue my doctor who told me to stop drinking just mango nectar and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the point they're trying to make here is that fluoride is a drug and water fluoridation is the dispensing of a drug. And then they point out some details about prescription drugs that I'm pretty sure aren't true. They say the majority of prescription drugs, in the majority of them, the primary ingredient is fluoride. That's, that's not true, right? No, that's, that's not true. And they go okay. through various different drugs. And they even say, you know, every time you see the letters in this order, F-L-U-O, every single time you're talking fluoride. And I thought, that rule seems superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. right. And they point out Fen-Fen had fluoride in it. And that's, you know, now banned. And they also point out that Prozac has fluoride. And, you know, there are three drugs. That's two. So majority. Great. And we also get the health ranger again. And he's like, speaking of which, remember Columbine? That was fluoride. Those kids were taking SSRIs, which have fluoride. Because I think we can all agree the problem with Columbine is that the two shooters were getting too much mental health care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
But the thing about the SSRIs, they're like, they're trying to blame Columbine on SSRIs because SSRIs are fluoride and therefore fluoride in the water is evil. But if fluoride in the water was evil enough to make you do that, they wouldn't have needed to blame the SSRIs. They'd have blamed the water that the shooters were drinking. So you're kind of making your own point that the fluoride in the water isn't enough to be this bad for you. You'd have to have something else to blame it on because the water couldn't cause this. They kind of defeat their own argument as they're talking. <laughs> All right. Now, Marsh, again, not to not to feed the fire of bullshit here, but if the argument they were making is the fluoride in the water causes people to shoot a bunch of innocent school kids... America is like great evidence for that being true. Like it's really, really good. <laughs> a lot of good data on that. Yeah, see, this is the problem I have uh, like living in a country where we don't need a global pandemic to go a month without a school shooting, where that's just the norm for us. <laughs> right. One other point they're trying to make here is that drugs don't come in a one-dose-fits-all format. And we, we learned this from a lady with, no title, not even an official activist, but that's the point they're making. Like, is there a water prescription that I'm not following? They seem to be unaware that like the amount of water would control the dose they're describing too, not just the parts per million in the public water as the only data point there. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, you, you you can't control how much water people drink. You know, there's literally no, it's entirely uncontrolled. There are zero ways to limit how much water people can drink. It's like somewhere between none and what, like 100 pints a day? No, there's, there's, there's obviously a way of limiting it. You get past a certain point, you're not drinking any more water and it's nowhere near the point where it gets dangerous. It's very, very easy to control the <laughs> amount of water you're having. Right. And I'm pretty sure some medications come in the same dose for most people, right? Yeah, like a, like a one-a-day hair fever medication like I take, or like there you go. Uh, paracetamol, acetaminophen. You know, you take two of those and your headache goes away. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't fucking like check your blood levels before they inject you with Tylenol usually. <laughs> right, but they're going for like this weird libertarian thing. Like, I want 8 billion volts of electricity coming into my house. I can't choose that. I want informed consent <laughs> about my public electricity utilities. Same thing for water. Yeah. Well, now we're going to we're going to cut over to a new quote expert. We're going to talk about the impact of fluoride on the brain. Yeah. And I wrote in my notes, well, if this movie is an example, it makes you less crazy because I assume all of these people don't take fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is also where Chris is delivering his very heartfelt monologue in the church talkback speech giving thing that we right. keep cutting to. Yeah. And I could not tell you what he said because the lady behind him is so fucking mad that he is taking too long with his question <laughs> that she completely dominates the scene. It is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, as he's speaking, it is basically the platonic form of, it's not so much a question, it's more of a comment. <laughs> 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 also, he takes the microphone out of the stand like he's about to deliver a Type 5. <laughs> he's got a bunch of index cards. He throws them away. I'm going off, Buck. Here we go. Starts fucking a stool. <laughs> and we also get a quote from, I believe it was Paul Conant here. He says, fluoride has an impact on neurons. And as a scientist, I can tell you, I used a fancy word there, neurons. Those are the nerve parts, nervy stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
He's also the guy who says uh, the effects on the brain will be subtle. And then the very next line is, our kids can't read or write. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty subtle. That is pretty <laughs> That against the American <laughs> education system. So it's very difficult to tell where that baseline was before the fluoride. Yeah, and that's when Kennedy breaks the, like fluoride exposure down into job opportunities. He's like, all right, a little bit of fluoride janitor, a lot of fluoride. You work at InfoWars is, I guess, what I'm saying. You end up working... <laughs> Right. Yeah. This is where they start talking about how fluoride literally removes IQ points from kids in specific increments. Yeah. 0.59 for each milligram. You lose 0.59 for each milligram you have, which makes me think, does he think you could just have a lot of it and get all the way down to zero IQ? And if so, could that person make a documentary? Because it'd be better than this one. Would be. <laughs> right. Just for the record, one part per million equals one milligram per liter in water. So just just estimating based on how much water I've had in my life, my IQ is negative squadrillion. We're all brain dead. <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? Oh, it's wow. so good. All right. Well, from there, we're going to cut back to the conversation with chemist slash entrepreneur, Laura Presley. But first, we're going to get a little dentist video from the 50s while she's talking before we go to her couch. So I found this. It's literally a film from the 1950s telling dumb people from the 1950s not to freak out about fluoride, but they just took the parts at the beginning where they're scared of fluoride and not the parts where he's like, no, fluoride's as healthy as a cigarette from Marlboro. <laughs> Smooth, fresh. Oh, God. And we also show a footage from a, a Channel 4 documentary here in the UK. It was made at, which where, where they say, uh, I think we're going to find out soon that fluoride is as bad as lead. Yeah, that documentary was made in 1997. So any day now, any day now, that right. research is going to come in. Yeah. yeah, and they say lead causes kids to be stupid. And he says, I I'm guessing fluorine does that too. Yeah, we're going to get a study on that. You know, they're both in the same periodic table. I'm a scientist, so <laughs> that's probably yeah. what's happening. Their whole point here is that America sucks because of fluoride, which is really ironic because America sucks because of this movie and the people in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we also learn here that fluoride will never leave you. They will always love you like Keith Enright never could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is where Laura Presley is saying her brain got damaged by fluoride as a kid. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, should you be a doctor then? Should we even fucking listen to anything you're saying? That's true confusing. We also get a, a quote from Charlie Getschel again. He, he confuses himself. He says, if there wasn't research that shows conclusively, conclusively that fluoride is brain poison, well, what's going on? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's the best. He literally says, uh, I wouldn't talk about it if there wasn't if there wasn't scientific evidence that fluoride is poison. And then you see someone off camera be like, in the amounts you're talking about, hard cut, hard cut. Also, you got lost in your own sentence. You just did the yeah, beginning with an if statement. You have to close that with something. That's fine. We're just cutting. We already cut. Cool. Oh, and then we see uh, Kennedy as well. 
we see David Kennedy talking about all the uh, the things he does to uh, to prove how much fluoride is in bottles of water. He says, I'm right across the evidence. I'm an expert. Also, I collect the labels from bottles of water all around the, the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he flipped through his scrapbook of like... <laughs> Water labels and Heineken labels and Gatorade labels. It's amazing. Oh, I wrote in my notes at this point in the movie, watching crazy old man yell about water bottle labels. My job. (laughs) This guy 100% trades these labels out of his scrapbook at like weird fluoride (laughs) conventions. And he has like rare ones that he's excited about. Even tells us about, apparently, according to him, a lady was, in his words, crippled by drinking Lipton iced tea. <laughs> and then he shows us his, his Lipton label. He's like, yeah, this, this one's super valuable. That's that's brisk, baby, right? Right? You can't find these. <laughs> oh, we also see a little clip from Mike Adams talking about the, uh, the, the, the baby water. For, and it says, water for growing babies. And I'm pretty sure, first of all, that he thinks it's water that you use to grow babies. I think that's where he's getting confused <laughs> by the, the label. But he says, water for growing babies. It, it should say, if you want to kill your baby, feed them this. And uh, yeah, Mike Adams was let go from that advertising firm. He didn't, uh, it didn't last long in, in that job. <laughs> to be fair, Casey Anthony bought a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so from there, we cut over to Chris Maple harassing people in the supermarket. Like every single employee in the supermarket was like, ugh, just fucking leave. Yeah, there's fluoride in some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's an element in the universe. It's in some of the stuff. Great. We also see him harassing some more people on the street too. He harasses the baby lady and it, all we see is it cuts to her and she says, that's scary, especially as I have a newborn. And we didn't hear what he said to her before that. No, <laughs> we can no, imagine we what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he lists all the things that fluoride's in and he's like milk, juice, mustard, cereals, dreams, regrets, hats, <laughs> green, trigonometry. It's everywhere. <laughs> and then he calls all the water companies, right? Because he's, he's trying to do the, like, uh, supersize this gotcha thing with the phone. But, like, they're water companies and they're used to these crazy people conversations. And they take really special care with how much fluoride is in their water. So he's like, how much fluoride is in their water? And he's like, uh, 0.004 parts per million. And he's like, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. All, all the companies <laughs> are telling the truth. Yes. And the movie doesn't seem to be aware of that. They're saying how much. He's doing his test on their bottled water and it's coming up what they said. Oh, and it's amazing because there's one of them he calls up and they say, uh, well, it fluctuates between not detected. And then he looks up with his smug gotcha face. And then the conversation on the phone carries on and he says, it's not detected to around 1.3. And his face falls because he measured it below 1.3. Right? Oh. He thinks he's got the gotcha and then it just crumbles <laughs> around him. It's amazing. It's right in there, isn't it? Yeah. And I loved one of the customer service people explained that like, hey, some fluoride is naturally occurring at the spring and that's what's happening in ours. And he just hangs up angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a really lovely bit as well where he talks to uh, talks very quickly to David, uh, David Kennedy. And Kennedy says, did you know that bottled water is not controlled by the government? And this is just such a clear opener. Like, I've heard this opening line to all sorts of sentences. And he goes on to say, like, guess who does all the research on it? And I wanted, I wanted Chris to say, is... Is it the juice? <laughs> it's the juice, right? That's what we're going with. Totally the juice. Right. But this whole section is supposed to be the big test. Chris Maple has a, a fluoride tester that he got from David Kennedy, and he's going to test all different waters and tap water and juice and milk. And at one point, he 
he pours his tap water into a little jar and, and he puts the, the device in there and he goes, my tap water has, and then they cut and they never <laughs> show us the end. Yeah, because throughout the rest of this movie, it will constantly show safe doses of fluoride in every <laughs> single thing he tests. It's, it's truly hilarious. If this movie was a comedy and it had just been a 58-minute setup to him sitting sadly surrounded by jars where he's like, they're all fucking fine. They're all fine. There's very small amounts of fluoride in all of this. And the thing is, he spent the entire day with that tester, that tests for levels of fluoride in liquids. You know there was like a 10-minute downtime where he tested his own cum. Like, don't tell me that didn't no. happen. He absolutely did. No chance he didn't test his own cum. And he ends this section by accidentally admitting that, like, yeah, you know, we get enough fluoride from toothpaste. That's that's fine. That's plenty. <laughs> so he I mean, we need people it. who watch your stupid fucking movies get fluoride-free toothpaste, and they don't. So that's not exactly useful. But you just admitted that your whole thing is dumb. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, nobody wants an IQ that's high. I mean, we got to keep generating customers for naturalnews.com. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> okay, but now... It's time for the big guns. Another official activist expert, Gianluca Zana. It's not the big guns, though. <laughs> they make it seem like this is going to be a big, you know, mic drop moment because they're near the end of the movie. But it's, it's just a guy with a shed. And I didn't even understand how the shed fit in. But it's a guy with a shed oh, and they show us a shed. <laughs> It's a shed with some dodgy wiring that he leads a couple of people into. They go, oh, yeah. And then, then they walk back out again. There, we never learn what that is. Right. They never talk about they, it. it. They're not even showing us like a water system. We just see a shed with a circuit breaker that they zoom yeah. in on. Like, I'm quite certain they tried to check if there's fluoride in the electricity and hurt themselves. And then just cut, <laughs> cut the rest of that scene. But this is where they move on to the idea that it's all about government control. David Kennedy's back and he explains, it's all about government control. There are vortex of evil in Washington are his exact words. Now, normally if you say vortex of evil and you're trying to make a point in a science documentary, I stop listening there. Vortex of evil, you're ridiculous. <laughs> but he's talking about Washington, D.C., so I'm going to allow it this time. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, he's, he's nailed it there. <laughs> and this is... This is now their turn to pitch their variety of products, right? This is what they're they're going to be like. Now, you're probably wondering, there's got to be a better way. And they just <laughs> show a bunch of shit that all of these people sell, right? Like big, expensive under-sink filters and glass jugs of distilled water that you can buy at the supermarket and a special attachment of carbon filter for your shower. It's yep. fucking insane. Oh, and it's it's amazing. And he's he's going to be gutted when he finds out how they clean those reusable jugs, what they use to clean those <laughs> reusable jugs. He's going to be devastated. Also, we get more from the health ranger here, and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. He goes, basically he says, you know, you can foil the Illuminati with... A Brita. That's all you need. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he tells everybody who's watching his stupid fucking movie that they should stop showering. Uh, to be fair, I could have told you that nobody in this movie showers, Heath. Like, I didn't need <laughs> him to announce that. A lot of non-regular showerers, no question. But the health ranger personally says out loud, 
I shower in rainwater to be safe. <laughs> Yeah, he says, so these happy. days I'm drinking and showering in rainwater or well water. And I wrote in my notes, yeah, it's been a, a rough few days since your wife kicked you out, hasn't it, Mike? It's been, it's been pretty rough. <laughs> oh, and also Jean-Luc Zana, he's, he, he sells this massive filtering system. And in it, he says, you can put swamp water in this and then it'll clean it right up and drink it. And I don't think he realizes that I drink swamp water isn't quite the convincer that he thinks it is. It's not quite the <laughs> no, same. It's not. Also, like. Who has access to swamps? How is that useful <laughs> to anybody? Who's like, oh, you know what would be perfect if I could just drink uh, all this swamp water around me all the time? Can't <laughs> use it. What's happening? He also pauses after making that claim and looks really nervous, like someone's going to be like, Oh, cool. Can we go get some? No, you can't do you can't see it. It <laughs> only works when you're not looking. We also learn a few other antidotes to fluoride. <laughs> One of them, he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, any other element from that column, like we were talking about before. So again, the antidote to oxygen would be polonium. Um, <laughs> but my favorite one, the health ranger tells us that cilantro is yep. an antidote to fluoride. Is it? <laughs> I mean, according to the health ranger, it is. So cilantro is one of those things that you that we call it something else. So I've, I don't even know what cilantro is, but I can tell you it isn't an antidote to fluoride. I don't even know which which herb it is. What, but what do you call cilantro? An... Cilantro is the thing that it's, you know, a green leaf, small leaf that you would chop up over. And some like, people think guac. it tastes like it, soap. It goes in guac and some oh, people think soap, it tastes like coriander. soap. Oh, right. Coriander. Okay, I've heard that. It's called coriander. There you go. Okay. Coriander, Do you look- not an antidote to fluoride. No? <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> the only part, someone does actually say something, which is a pretty surefire way of ridding your body of fluoride, though. And it's Doris, because she says, you know, the other way you can do it is you can uh, get rid of fluoride buildup through getting too hot or urinating it out. And it's like, yeah, that, that's true, Doris, but... That's why we urinate. That's why we have urine to, to get rid of stuff our body no longer needs. That's You're right. If you've got too much, you'll, you'll piss it out. Yeah. So that's why we've got kidneys. That's why we do that. It's not really a deal. I was just picturing like an inflated guy whose skin is bright yellow being like, oh, I should have been peeing this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out urination is the antidote to water, too. That's useful. <laughs> and then they end on telling you to call your senator. And look. If you want to know why America's fucked, it's because 90% of the people listening to this podcast right now, and yes, I mean you, haven't called their senator, but the assholes from this fluoride movie have. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the the Uh, point is, we all need to rise up and demand that the government removes the element fluorine from our municipality. (laughs) That's what they want us to ask for. I also, I love the advice that they give you on calling your, your senator, call your congressman, call your senator, call your congressman and say, hey, what are you doing out there? What are you doing around that well? And I thought, what a confusing phone call to get as a senator. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Paul Connett says, we are the silent majority. And I was like, <laughs> really? You sure you want to? You want to close with a Richard Nixon reference? <laughs> right. They are neither of those things. They are loud niche cranks. They are yeah. neither of those things. Right. Yeah. You're the loud people from the Nazi quote that you got wrong. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, we're finally, finally pretty much through it. We're going to wrap it up here with Chris Maple 
standing in front of City Hall in San Diego for his little recap. <laughs> He's just there to say, so to summarize, everything that I thought at the start was right. So this was a worthwhile journey. This is, uh, this is definitely worth your time and mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we get a little wrap up where he thanks everybody that he dealt with. And it reminded me, Every single person he talked to is weirdly old. They're all <laughs> super duper old. So old. And then we get a quick cut back to the health ranger for a second. And he's like, you know what? People are going to watch this in 50 years on DVD. Yes. <laughs> I have a shiver down my spine. And they're going to think, man, you know, these... These guys who worked on mainstream movies, I mean, in the electrical department, and would we really call Race to Witch Mountain a mainstream movie? Anyways, <laughs> they're going to say they gave up on the glitz and glamour of Hollywood to interview a lady who's interviewing to be on InfoWars. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just bear in mind that Mike Adams was one of the major funders of this film. Uh, so th that's one of the reasons he gets so much time in the film. So he's basically saying, oh, this film that, that I funded is so great and everybody's going to go out and see this film. Like Everybody's just going to rush out and give this film to loads of... This film's going to be really successful and everybody's going to see it. And it's a good job that I put the money into this. It's like, oh, God, it's ridiculous. Sure hope DVDs aren't made of fluoride. It's going to ruin their whole... <laughs> that would really fuck it up. <laughs> And then he ends by explaining that we're going to get a whole series of movies. This was only part one. He's already decided on at least two more. He's going to make movies about food and air. Yeah, the movie might as well have ended by cutting to Thanos with a big ear of corn in one hand and a paper <laughs> airplane in the other. <laughs> All right. We made it. Uh, sorry, Heath Enright. Really sorry. Over the credits? There is an anti-fluoride rap. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, glorious. I forgot to mention the only good part of the movie. It's amazing. <laughs> I love this. This is, a, this is a rap group called Play Us. Play US. Play Us. And the only thing I could find of them is this song. So they were they were nailing it. They were absolutely One hit wonder. Oh, yeah. You did play them. Good job. <laughs> All right. Last thing before we wrap it up. The Illuminati, they're about... <laughs> 7 billion people behind schedule on The Great Culling. But even worse, they're apparently being super racist about it. So let's help them out. What poison should they sneak into what supply to kill more white people to be more even about it? Ooh, I'm going to go with argon into the pumpkin spice flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would do it. Well, if the last few weeks are anything to go by, uh, slip something deadly into a sourdough starter and you'd wipe out 80% of my Facebook friends. It'd be ethnic cleansing with surgical precision. Oh, I feel so attacked. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our review of The Great Culling, Our Water. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we have to warn you about the disaster coming next week. So, Eli... <laughs> What's on deck? Well, Heath, it's a movie so bad that I have saved it in reserve for two and a half years. But when times are darkest and the god-awful movie signal hits the sky, we have to watch the anti-abortion, crying Jesus janitor, racist, misogynistic film that is Allison's Choice. <laughs> Rough. I'm so excited. Well... With that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 244 to a merciful close. Huge thanks to Marsh, as always, 
And in case anybody's new, where can they hear more of your stuff? So you can check me out on the, the Skeptics of the K podcast, which is everywhere that podcasts live. And you can follow my skeptical activism day job at the Good Thinking Society. Excellent. And as usual, huge thanks to our Patreon donors for all the generosity. If you'd like to help support the show, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. And then I'll get you early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us out by leaving us good reviews in review spots and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, Skeptocrat, and D&D Minus, available in all the different podcasty places. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. The theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Michael Marshall and Eli Bosnick, I'm Heath Enright, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Animal House clothes. Breakfast. Chris Maple would later make an expose about an evil competitive rowing league in his film, The Great Sculling, subtitle, Or Flaughter. <laughs> in the year 2021, people rose up and revolted against big fluoride. They called it Arab Spring Water. Marsh was unable to escape the other two movies in this docuseries, one of which is about GMOs, and the other is about chemtrails. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have to, aren't I? <laughs> Jews! And three dentists who think <laughs> fillings will kill you. <laughs> you weren't ready for that performance. Was that much? No. That was great. No, are you kidding? Excellent. That's our. That's perfect. the new Jumanji. That's <laughs> that's our new theme music. I'm gonna combine that, make it into a techno mix. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.